Got back from Miami yesterday morning, guys. Took like a two and a half hour nap. Woke up at like 5.50 to hop on a flight. I mean, usually if I wake up that early, I'm not needing such a long nap after that. But I feel like waking up, especially after we did Miami Improv. I opened for Hannah Burner, hosted that show on Sunday night. Monday morning, took a flight home. And then last night, we also had the Ted Jones Comedy Show. So it was a busy 24 hours, so I was quite tired. But guys, next Tuesday, March 1st, 7 p.m., Ted Jones Comedy Show at The Stand. It's going to be amazing. Last night was a freaking banger, so check the link in this YouTube video, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever the heck you guys are listening to, listening to this podcast. But had a great time down in Miami, and I think for me personally, whatever, if you guys living in Miami or you love it, I just think Miami for me, it's probably like a four-day kind of maximum thing, especially during the winter. You know, like New York, you can just wake up and like put your head down. You know, you're not distracted by the great weather outside. You're not really getting lunch with a random friend at like Tuesday at 2 p.m., something like that. You know, I just feel like the offer is kind of always there when you're living in Miami, just like the distractions going to the beach, the nice weather. And I feel like New York having the seasons that we have, you know, we're able to uh, kind of do a good job mixing it up, you know, staying inside, working. And then maybe during the summer is the time that like you go out to lunch with your friends. But I just it's not for me at the current moment. It's a little bit slow. No offense to Miami, obviously, I love it, but, like, it's just a little bit slower. Do I see myself living in New York for my whole life? Eh, I mean, unless something pulls me to another place, yeah. I mean, I just love New York. Maybe I'm slightly biased since I've lived here since I was freaking six years old. I mean, I took a four-year hiatus when I lived in Connecticut when I went to Yukon, but, like, was still coming back every other weekend. Something like that. But, like, it's just the speed of New York. I like the idea that everything's moving quickly. You know, you hop in a cab and you get anywhere in 20 minutes. You know, if you're in Miami, 20 minutes is really, I mean, you're not really going that many places. Same thing in L.A. Same thing in uh, mostly all cities in in uh, the United States. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there's a hub, and then outside of that hub, it's just, like, the suburbs. You know, like, maybe Miami has Miami Beach, it has Brickell, but like there's just so many places and it takes a little bit to get to. You know what I mean? Whether you're in Wynwood, downtown Miami, South Beach, it takes like 20 or so minutes to get everywhere. In Manhattan, you can get through almost the <laughs> entire island in 20 minutes, assuming you don't hit traffic or you're on the subway. The public transportation system also in New York makes it so much easier to get everywhere. Like in Miami, they have like this city rail that they're trying to get you to take, but it's just not convenient. And to get to the city rail, you're probably going to have to walk like 20 minutes, whatever it is. The streets in Miami are so long. Like three New York City blocks is one Miami block. And to get anywhere, I mean, it's going to be a 15, 20-minute walk, assuming you live in somewhat central of, of a location, but, like, usually you're going to need a car over there. And our cars going by the wayside in New York, it doesn't appear that way, so I assume that in other countries and other places in the United States, they're not going anywhere, but, like, electric cars are becoming more apparent for sure. You see these blue cabs in New York. You're like, what the shit is a blue cab? It's called Revel. I think, and it's just electric, but I think we're going to see more electric cars. And in some places, even in Miami, like the last time I was down there, they're taking out bike lanes. You know, there was like this big push for bike lanes. And now <laughs> it doesn't really seem like there's such a push. I remember birds. You guys remember that? Like those electric scooters. They had them all over the country, not in New York City, but like I was down in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina for a wedding. I know that they had them in Florida for a little bit, but now I'm not really seeing them. 
I like that idea. I would like the idea of scootering more than like a bicycle. Is scootering safer than a bicycle? Eh, probably not. I mean, with those two wheels flying down the street, probably not. But like, I don't know. I just feel like I would have more control over the scooter in terms of not getting hit by people in cars. You know what I'm saying, dude? Also, the lights in Miami, it's crazy. Like it'll say don't walk, but it means walk. You guys know exactly what I'm talking about. And then also they have those, the button that you press if you're in New York, it goes, wait, wait, wait. They have that in Miami too. Similar to New York in that way, but I don't really see it being similar in other ways. I agree that maybe it's weird to live in 15 degree weather at some times during the year, which New York can be considered that, you know, like 15 degrees, whatever we do probably get 20 days a year where it's that cold. But like the seasons are nice. You know, you go to Miami, it's kind of like Groundhog's Day. Groundhog's Day being February, what is it, second this past year? And we do have six more weeks of winter, but now as I'm here on the podcast with you guys, we probably have like three and a half weeks left. And then three and a half weeks from now, we start to see spring and then summer. But like spring, summer is probably the best weather in New York, right? This is like a typical elevator talk. So the weather's... I think New York is the place to be. You guys correct me if I'm wrong. Where are you guys listening from? TedJonesWorld at gmail.com, but... As we continue to move about the United States, I'll have more of a vision of what I deem cool. You know, I've probably been to like, how many states are there, guys? There's 50 states. I've probably been to 20 states. So I still have, you know, I still have some traveling to do for sure. I'm not such a big traveler. Do you guys like traveling? It's just the idea of packing up, waking up, going to the airport, waiting on that dumb security line. (laughs) That's why I feel like everybody should fly private imagine i mean that wouldn't be so good for the environment but the thing is maybe if everyone vegan excuse if everyone went vegan then like we could fly private and it's just offset our carbon footprint yeah i'm vegan so i just fly private everywhere flying private also public transportation public transportation in new york city is primo if i wanted to from my apartment right now guys in chelsea i could shoot up to the bronx it would take like 40 minutes i mean the bronx extremely far away If you consider like miles distance, I mean, extremely, come on. It's like five miles away. But anyway, the train will take you up there pretty quick. No traffic. My sister, every time she comes to the Ted Jones Comedy Show, she writes little notes. Katie, thanks for that. Let's see if we can read some of these. Uh, Okay, so she goes, G word and R word, a little ox. I think you should cut that joke. (laughs) But I don't want to say it on the airwaves, dude. I don't want to get in trouble. Um, She goes, I love the voice note joke. Yes, Law, the jaw joke, um, you know, magic. Shut up. Um, good link. Yeah. You know, and then she also writes like which comics she deems are funny. And um, that's always nice to know. You know, comics, I think in general do like feedback, but it just gets to the point sometimes where it may, may be too much feedback. You know, like if you say like, oh, maybe you should try this there. I think that's helpful. That's cool. But I think like once somebody starts like digging into the full set, and you didn't really ask for feedback, it kind of gets annoying. It's just like any other job. You know, if you went to somebody else's job and you just just dug into the entire thing that they were doing all day, maybe if you had like a pointer or something, like maybe, okay, let's say somebody's complaining like, oh, I had to do this Excel spreadsheet today and it was so difficult and I barely know how to use Excel. 
What if you, you know, if you're a person, if you've used Excel before, you're like, oh, I can teach you a few tricks that copies the top line and shoots it all the way down so you don't have to write out one, two, three, four, five, six. Instead, you could just pick the number of cells and it'll go one, two, three, four, five by itself. You know, you could just highlight it and it'll fill it automatically. Something like that's a pointer. But imagine if you like broke down the entire Excel format and you were like, all right, I'm sending you an entire lesson on how to do Excel person who's doing Excel or doing that job might not want to look at it, or maybe they don't give a shit. The White House is expected to announce sanctions against Russia after Putin ordered Russian troops into two separatist regions in Ukraine. It's also funny how I'll just go from talking about random ass shit to talking about these headline news. I wonder if it will get to a situation, I mean, in the near future, where we have to do some sort of draft. You know, obviously the United States military, very strong, Navy, Marines, whatever, all of our forms of military are great. But like in Ukraine, you know, they're having citizens, you know, sign up for the army. Um, I don't know if it would ever get to this. I imagine if the United States full on go to war with another country, that may be something that they have to do. But at what age do they make the cutoff? Is it like 18 through 35? If you guys know this, let me know. Ted Jones, world at gmail.com. But like, eventually I feel like I would be clear to not have to, enter in the draft, right? I don't know. I mean, like, here, I I understand that the United States needs to protect itself, and obviously Ukraine does, but people are, like, volunteering to go to war. That's crazy. Well, why are we going to war? I don't understand these boundaries and everything. Like, it just doesn't make any sense, guys. Peace and love, all right? Ted Jones, 20... Eh, okay, Ted Jones, 20... <laughs> uh, 42... People from other states have written in before and they're like, Ted, you talk about the subway. Isn't the subway dangerous? I mean, sure, the subway could be considered dangerous, but New York as a whole is not dangerous. You know, New York has come a very long way in the past 20 years. If you really think about it, like East Village, um, Harlem, West Village, even Chelsea. These are places in New York that like 20 years ago, I mean, weren't so hot. Like you can actually get a reasonable rent in these particular places but like now you think 20 years later i mean it's hard to move into these places new york is so saturated with people who have money and can afford these places but like when you go on the subway i think you just always got to keep your eyes open you know don't stand too close to the train tracks as crazy as that sounds but like you got to move about how you're going to move about in new york you know it's not really as dangerous as any other places in the country i feel I think subway just has like a bad stigma to it just because like in the 70s and 80s, it really wasn't that safe to take the subway. Now you take the subway, you know, you see NYU kids taking the subway every day, stuff like that. Even kids going to high school. I remember I started taking the train to school when I was like 13, 14 years old. It's just how you got to get around. Is it dangerous? No. A San Diego woman tried to gain entry to her home through the chimney, but became trapped upside down and had to be rescued. (laughs) Okay, that's fucked up. I shouldn't laugh. But the New York Post is funny. And also, she was, like, trying to get in. She didn't have her keys. That's messed up. I have tried to get in through my apartment through the fire escape before. It didn't end up working because the window was, like, closed on the other side. So I had to just, like, wait an extra day, stay in my mom's house, and call the super. But getting locked out of your apartment in New York, it's no joke. I mean, getting locked out of your apartment anywhere that you live is no joke. You know, you got to call the locksmith. They got to change the locks. It's a $200 issue at least. I'm here for the fingerprints letting you into buildings and maybe other higher tech buildings have fingerprints letting you into their apartment. 
But um, like fingerprints to get into the common area, I think is a good move. Get into the building, it's a good move. And it's probably going to ultimately change to that. You know, like walk-up buildings in New York, obviously they want to keep their expenses low, but I think it might get to a point where there's just facial recognition everywhere. And that could be great. It's already happening in China at a heavy amount, but like the more we have robots taking over people's jobs, the more we're going to see facial recognition, fingerprints, and it's getting scary. You know, maybe the government taking our DNA with these COVID tests, I don't know, we could all <laughs> we could all be screwed, but hey, that's just the way life is moving. You know, as scary as it seems with AI robots, what are you going to do, guys? We live in a simulation anyway, okay? So if you're afraid of the AI and robots, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you because it's inevitable that it's coming. A little Kanye West news. He has netted $2.2 million in sales since announcing that his forthcoming album, Donda 2, will be available only on his music stream player, the STEM player, which costs $200. New York Post has said this. So I understand the move that Kanye is trying to make, and I think this is the move he made with Yeezus, just having 100% ownership over everything. So it seems like the guy is taking back ownership. Pat the guy on the back for doing something like that, you know? I mean, standing up to... I don't want to say authority, but like this reminds me of all of these college basketball players just going straight to college after high school and like not even worrying about money. And like as athletes are becoming more in the forefront and potentially will be paid a lot soon in the upcoming years, hopefully, uh, this looks like a move that Kanye is doing to just take back the money for himself. Does this make sense? Yeah, why not? Also, the Kanye West trilogy, the documentary was great. If you guys haven't seen it, I recommend watching it. Haven't finished Pam and Tommy yet. I'm looking to freaking continue doing that in Euphoria, guys. Season finale coming up this weekend. I'm pumped. It's funny how it literally took me like two weeks to catch up on all of Euphoria, and it's been out for three years. But hey, better late than never, right? Guys, Ted Jones World Podcast. Come to the Ted Jones Comedy Show this coming Tuesday, March 1st, 7 p.m. You guys can't make it to that show. Don't worry about it. March 15th, 7 p.m. and March 29th, 7 p.m. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll see you on Monday. Peace.